Today's podcast is brought to you by the BetStamp app, which is helping thousands of people win at sports betting for free. The same way travelers use Google Flights or Expedia to find best prices, bettors can now use BetStamp to do the same. When you place a bet, the odds given by a sportsbook will determine how much you can possibly win. Even when betting on the same outcome, different sportsbooks will offer varying payouts, and these differences can be huge. Thankfully, BetStamp allows you to easily line shop the most profitable odds across all sportsbooks. You can click on any matchup and instantly see all the different odds for game lines, player props, and even futures bets. Line shopping is the simplest way to find an edge in sports betting and maximize your chances of winning long term. On average, BetStamp users win an extra $1,000 plus yearly just by line shopping. You can find the BetStamp app on the Apple iOS Store, Google Play Store, or through your browser at www.betstamp.app. To access all these benefits, sign up using promo code RBRANT, all one word, and start your journey to successful sports betting today. If you forget to use the code upon sign up, you can always enter our code in your BetStamp account settings afterwards. Check it out today. This episode of the Red Bull Rant is brought to you by the fine people that support us through patreon.com backslash Red Bull Rant. Head on over there to support us and get exclusive content when we fucking feel like it. We want to send a special thanks to Chris Adamick, the Mave Mave Dartinez, Pierre Eddie Delecto, and Jeremiah Dempster. As always, thanks guys. Welcome, my friends, to the show that never ends. This is the Red Bull Rant Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Iapico. I'm Truman, and this is episode 430, A Return of Sorts. Yeah, sorts. A return to form, a return of um, particular people. A lot, of, a lot of things going on. A lot of returns. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, so it's been a while since this show has been on the air in terms of Red Bulls, because three games have taken place since the last episode aired. Uh, so we're going to run down a away draw at Toronto 0-0, a home win against Montreal 2-1, and then a uh, loss to Cincinnati in the U.S. Open Cup uh, 5-3 on penalty kicks. So before we give our thoughts on those three games, uh, Truman, do you have tweets to read out? Oh, boy. We got a few. All right. So let's rewind all the way back to Toronto. Uh, we just have a few. So at John MCC215 said, with basically a makeshift lineup, I'll take the point. Have it conceded under Troy. Uh, Ruchesco said, blanking Lorenzo Insigne on the road with that lineup should feel like more of an accomplishment. Trust Sean Bloody Johnson to spoil it. And then our friend Ed Ritter said, given the available players, I think this was a really good result. Bend and don't break. Tolkien, Stroud, and Wiki looked good. And after a shaky first half, Nadam turned it around. Uh, of course, we win a game. And um, we only get one reply. And, of course, that's from our friend Eddie. said, welcome to the 
I, I have to say it right. The less is not. The less is nuance. Less is not. It's like the Renaissance. And then uh, just, you know, some saltiness after losing in the Open Cup. And he said, the Port Authority police ran to me while I yelled in the middle of the concourse. They were not happy. Um, Captain Darrell at NY underscore FL underscore NY said, what's the deal with that ref? Jay, I know you're going to mention something about that. Uh, Captain Arlock at Ma Joshi said, Mira, sigh. Also, why Barlow is allowed to play anything other than youth soccer is beyond me. Uh, our friend Steven Santos, Creepy Taxi, said, we have to realize this franchise will never win anything ever and will always fail in so metro ways. He's been around a while. So he's I mean, we've won, th- we won three shields, so do you not count for anything? Apparently not. Uh, and then our friend Antonino M said, maybe Cornell should have suited up. Well, technically, he did suit up. He did. Made his he first was, field appearance. <laughs> all right. Uh, so, likes and dislikes. We're going to just cover all three games. So, start with dislikes. Truman, what did you dislike about these three? Uh, again, not enough goal scoring, but maybe that's going to change now that the team's back to full strength. I'm not going to go crazy over the Open Cup because they played on Saturday. You know. So you played their starters, got a good result there. Um, but you just got to see more more balls in nets. I mean, that's the, the goal, isn't it? Balls in nets. Um, my dislike is... Uh, honestly, results, as much as we probably could have won in Toronto... Walking away 0-0 is not a bad result. We obviously won. And I think losing in penalty kicks to the current Shield leaders is not a bad way to to drop out of the Open Cup. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, honestly, I don't think there's really much to dislike about these three games. Weird. It's, it's weird because I usually have – I mean, I'm, I'm getting wrong. Referees are going to talk about but I d- don't want to make that the focus. Right. Um. I mean, from the Red Bulls' perspective, I honestly don't think there's much to complain about over the, the last week and a half. I mean, yeah, we yeah we could score more goals, but I'm talking in general terms. I think where we are in the Torla Sane era versus the uh, end of the Struber era is a marked improvement and sorely needed. And I don't want to take away from that. Yeah, I think the only thing that's frustrating when you you know with the the scoreless draw. I think the only thing is um, we're so far behind right now. The team's playing catch up. So you would have liked to gotten three points out of there. But if it was this team was sitting in like seventh place, you would have been like, oh, scoreless draw and a home win is great. So what do you expect to get? See, to me, a scoreless draw on the road when you are missing, you're missing already seven guys. And then on top of that, another three starters due to yellow cards accumulation. To me, that's not a bad result, even if it was against Toronto. Mm. I mean, I'm looking at the standings right now. We are two points off a playoff spot after four points in, in the last two weeks or the last week. Soccer, baby. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, we're not in a great position standings wise. But to me, I think we look much better. And I'll, that's the more important thing. There's still as much as we've played 14 games, there's only 20 left in the league that's still a lot of time to make up ground in in a league where half nine out of 15 teams make the playoffs for the conference 
Mm-hmm. So we have time to make this up. So I'm not too con- at this point, I'm not too concerned about making the playoffs. I feel like, like to the beginning of the year, like you have to try to miss, right? It's it's harder to, it's harder to miss the playoffs than it is to make. True. So I'm not too concerned about making the playoffs. I, right now, the big thing is, are we going to take a step forward? And I think so far we have. Uh, and actually, I'm going to use that to bounce into my like. Uh, the Montreal game, we owned 50% of that possession. When's the last time we saw the Red Bulls have that much possession and win a game? Yeah, that's that's not how they play. No, it's not. And actually, I'm going to get the exact possession, 51%, right? So it's not like we were 60%, <coughs> whatever. But I don't even remember seeing those kind of numbers at all under Struber. I think the best we've ever gotten was around like 45%. Yeah. Um, our passing stats have been up. I mean, this look at the Montreal game. It wasn't great. It was 68% accuracy. But in general, we've been playing better. Our passing percentages are up. We're actually attempting more passes, uh, which to me means that we're holding the ball. And on a few of the broadcasts, the um, analysis guys made a good point. You know, you can't press 90 minutes because you're going to run out of energy. One way to conserve it is to hold the ball. Because you, when you are holding the ball, you dictate the energy level of the game. Yeah. And you so you can take your foot off the pedal a little bit and hold the ball, and it's perfectly fine. Um, I wasn't here for the show, but one of the things I was going to talk about for the NYCFC match was you look at those stats. Um, they had, I think it was somewhere in like the, you know what, I'm going to bring it up since I have Google right here. Uh, so they had 69% of the ball. New York city had 639 passes Hmm. with 85% accuracy. They scored zero goals. They had one shot on target for 90 minutes. To me, Sorry, the <coughs> sorry about that, folks. <laughs> the coughing's been under control. I don't know what's going on recently. <laughs> allergies, allergies, man. I'm hoping that's what it is. But we would never have seen, like, given up that many passes, that percentage of passing accuracy for an opponent, and hold the team to zero goals. Right, right. It, so. The trend I've been seeing since Lassane took over, one is just it feels like the players are playing more loose. They don't feel like they're – I feel like they're happier. Um, two is we press, but we don't press all the time, which that was a Struber thing, but I feel like we're pressing smarter now because uh, the New York City match, most of, of New York City's possession was in their half, or their third of the field. Right. There's a reason they they complete so many passes because they were just passing on the back line the whole time. Yeah. Um. We are we seem to be getting better chances. Um. The our scores are starting to match the expected goals stat. Right. That's kind of an important thing if you're expected to get a goal a game and you're actually <laughs> scoring a goal. It's <laughs> it's like MLB's war. It's just this is thing they they just come up with. Oh, I know. But my point is, like, if this, if the stat has any merit, you should be close to it. So what I'm saying is, if you if you believe the stat, then 
we are starting to get closer to actually matching expected goals, which is a, a big thing. Yeah. Um, when we do have the ball in the final third, I, me personally, I think we're getting better chances. I'm hoping you could argue right now it's still kind of the new manager bounce. I don't think that's the case. I, I think once we, if you look at the Open Cup game and the Queen just came in, they look like a team they haven't looked like in a while. Yep. Uh, granted, Cincinnati basically parked the bus after the first half. So, um, you know, we had the ball for a big chunk of time, but we were actually creating chances, and that's something we had we had not been doing under Struber. So we're we're kind of taking the the blueprint from Struber and we tweaked it to a point where it's starting to actually work for us now. And we don't have to see his dumb face on the sideline anymore. Well, that's a bonus. The best part. So that 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 was my like. Wow, we really got into it. So <laughs> I did. I kind of just went off I the rails. Was, I don't even know. Uh, like is just going to be the same as always. Defense defense is still playing really well. Like I said, like you said, we're not giving up a lot of chances. We're not giving up a lot of goals. Uh, in three games, we've given up two goals. So not a lot of complaints there. Um, Defense wins championships. Just, just rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. The same thing I'm going to say over and over and over again. Yep. All right. Um, afterthoughts. I got to talk about uh, the refereeing. I got to talk about the refereeing in the Open Cup. Um, it was terrible, Jay. It was. It fucking, was. It was. Hold, it was hold, absolutely wait. atrocious. You're not the only one. <laughs> Goddamn right, it was. A wretched, <laughs> wretched officiating. I don't understand how we got so many yellow cards in that game, and they did not. I mean, God, if we even advanced another round or two, we might not have any players at that point. I mean, Corey Burke almost got taken out of the game, and there was nothing. Yeah. And a clear, clear and obvious found the box. Yeah. Clear and so obvious. So, I... And I'm... The, is, I'm Saying it clear and obvious. So real quick, uh, so I'm looking at the stats. We committed 20 fouls, got six yellow cards. They committed 24 and got three. Hmm. Weird. Yeah. Um. Yeah that that should have absolutely been a penalty on the Queenus. Um. My biggest thing about that isn't necessarily the fact that he missed the call because I can understand bang bang he doesn't see it. But how does U.S. soccer not have VAR once the MLS teams start playing? I, I understand the lower league sides don't can't have infrastructure, but how much money does it take for them to like? All right, if I'm going to use the Pittsburgh Riverhounds because they're still in it, if they were to host a, a game and in theory they don't have VAR at their stadium, how much does it take for U.S. soccer to bring a monitor? to the field and just have it sitting there ready for the referees if they need it. I mean, what, like maybe a few hundred dollars in shipping right. for, for, for one day and tell me they can't, they can't afford a few hundred dollars to ship a monitor. It's insane. It's insane. That I mean, the, I mean, it's why Pat hates the open cup because it doesn't get treated like an actual tournament. And, and do you see it right there? It's like two cameras, both of them terrible. 
And you can't have VAR in a game, in an important game. And the game was broadcast on Bleacher Report's YouTube channel. Yep. I mean, I think Turner is supposed to be handling this, right? So I understand putting games on HBO Max or whatever, but. Uh, sir, that's Max now. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Max. I haven't signed to the new app yet. It's, it's Max now. <laughs> um, I understand Turner not wanting to put it there, but I mean, you're they're splitting up games between CBS, Galazzo, and Bleach Report, and I don't know. It just doesn't make sense. In in 2023, right? This is not the FA Cup where we're going to have possibly like 30 plus games for a round. Right. Right. I think the most, okay, maybe 16 at most, right? When we hit the round of 32. Yeah. It's very easy to just have every game broadcast. It's not, worst case, you have two or three cameras and a, and a, Laptop streaming. It's not that hard in 23. They just, I just don't give, they don't give a fuck. Plain and simple. They just don't. Yeah. So, yeah, the refereeing sucked, but I think the fact that we didn't have VAR made it worse. Yeah. All right. right. So we got to talk about one more thing. Okay. We got to talk about Dante Van Zier scoring a goal. Because when he scored a goal, all the crowd was super happy and loved him again. So weird. <laughs> so weird that just treat him like a hero after he scores a goal. Now, he played. I'm assuming his teammates have welcomed him back. It's either welcomed him back or begrudgingly accepted him back. Well, if, if, if you go according to the press release that they, the Red Bulls put out before the Montreal game, the players held an anonymous vote, and every single player voted in favor of him rejoining this, the team for the games. So if you take that at face value, I have to think the locker room has accepted that he has taken um, responsibility and is taking steps to address the problems. And they're, and they're satisfied with where things are. Yeah. I don't know. I Which is fine. I just find it funny that he scores and uh... – Everyone who was who was ripping on the guy and justifiably ripping on the guy was celebrating his goal and, and the whole crowd was going crazy. I'm like, we all hated this guy, remember? We hated him. Could have just done a tepid, let him settle back in, tepid reaction. He didn't have much of a, a celebration. I think he kind of knew the situation. He celebrated the exact way he did the first goal. He just stood there with the, the peace signs and that was it. Yeah. So... Uh, now, saying that, he scored a goal, and hopefully he scores more because he is a fucking forward that we paid money for. So, if the team's welcoming him back, and the club's welcoming him back, he better score some fucking goals. Because that's all anyone's going to care about at this point. I mean, it's almost like in sports, what have you done for me lately is always the thing that matters. Of course. Of course it is. I- and I'm not trying to excuse anything, right? People, as long as he continues to improve himself and, and not be racist, that's that's a, always a good thing. But, I, I mean, fans are going to support the players that are... And, and I think the 
here's the thing. If he, if it was, if it was clear that he was not taking steps to address the problem, right? Like if something leaked said he will, they set up these DEI courses and he didn't go to any of them kind of thing. Right. And people still cheered him. That would be a whole different issue. Yeah. The fact that he's taking steps to address things and, and it's important that when people are improving, you do not shut them out. Right. Cause you got to foster that improvement. Right. You're correct. Yep. So it, it was slightly weird, but I, I think as long as he continues to improve and nothing ever comes out that he's, you know, said basically, fuck this shit. I'm going to go back to, I'm just going to stop learning and improving. Then I'm okay with cheering him as, as long as ultimately we hold him accountable still for what he did and, and for improving from that point forward. Yeah. So. Don't, don't Rafa Marquez this where that dude kept fucking up and this team kept giving him chances. Get your shit. <sighs> horrible, horrible mistake. We pray we all learn from it, become a better person and let's, let's all move on together. Well, that was the Hans Bach error. There's something different there. God. <laughs> so, um, now we can move on. Yeah. All right. I don't think I had any other afterthoughts for these games. So, no. All right. Um, the pain index, I did not put it out. Uh, honestly, I kind of forgot. I, I think we would have been like a one or two anyway after the, the week we had. Uh, so I'm just assuming it was, it would have been a, a much better score than what it's been. Uh, predictions. We each got a point. I had called the draw in Toronto. You called the win at home, but neither of us got the score right. Yep. Uh, so we each got a point. So that puts you at seven and me at five. So there we are. <clears throat> All right. So double match weeks are still continuing with the Red Bulls because MLS doesn't know how to fucking schedule shit. Um, and they'd like to put us in as many games as possible because of the League's Cup. So... Red Bulls are traveling this Saturday to take on uh, Seattle Sounders. That game will be 10.30 p.m. Eastern Saturday. Or, yeah, 10.30 p.m. Eastern on Saturday. Seattle is coming into this game uh, currently sitting number two in the Western Conference with a 7-2-5 and five record, 23 points, a plus seven goal difference. Uh, the good thing for the Red Bulls, though, is that their last five league games have not been great. They have a 1-1-3 record. So a little bit of a downward trend that may leave some good things for us. Uh, Truman, what do you think is going to happen when the Red Bulls travel out West for the first time this year? Uh, nothing against this team that's showing signs of improvement, but there is no reason to think this team's going to get a result. Uh, having played on Tuesday, having played on the Saturday previous, and now you have to fly completely across the other side of the country to Seattle and play uh, technically what you'd consider a 1030 game, you know, for everyone who lives on the, on the East coast. Um, this is, this is, again, this is a tough result. I mean, maybe if they had the whole full week off, I'd feel a little bit which, better. Which Seattle does, because they didn't play Open Cup this They were out already. Right. So, I mean, you have a team, right, that's sitting there at full rest. Um, I don't like it, but, I mean, this is your typical one nothing loss, isn't it? This is the team's going to play pretty hard. Uh, they're going to give up one shitty goal, and it's going to be, I think it's just going to be tough to fight out of it. I think it's going to be a really tired team you're going to see on Saturday. Yeah, playing midweek and then having to play 30 minutes and penalty kicks can drain you. Yeah. Um, 
I, I want to say we're going to get a, a draw at least because I feel like this team has been playing with a little more purpose recently, and that could translate into good results, especially on a team that's been on a downward trend. <laughs> but I think I think I need to go with what you said in a one nothing loss. Uh, it's just. You know, this is kind of just the, the perfect, I, I think regardless of the of the opponent, in this particular case, it would just be the perfect, like, trap game because one team is coming in fresh, one team is coming in off of having to play 30 extra minutes. Uh, it, a one nothing loss, I think, is just kind of fitting for this. Uh, we'll, we'll, I think we'll still put in a good defensive shift in general, yeah. but I don't see us winning yeah. or, get, or getting a draw because of having played maybe week and a bunch of other factors. Yeah. You know what I just realized? There's one thing we didn't talk about from the the recap. Carlos Cornell coming in as a field player. Oh yeah, that was fun. That was that was a little fun moment. Uh yeah, so I don't know I don't remember if, I don't know if Troy Lassane ever said why. I think I I imagine the reason they did it was because Ryan Mary was sitting on the yellow and God forbid something happened and he got a Red card during the penalty kicks. They needed somebody in there to, to step in. Um, but I love the fact that the, the report was that some one of the the kit man went up to the bull shop at halftime and made the uh, Cornell jersey in the bull shop to have it ready to go, and that uh, apparently amazing. <laughs> And then apparently the, the the team is going to auction or either auction off or something the the jersey. Yeah, I saw they were doing like a thing on Instagram where you can get like an autographed uh, field jersey. Yeah. And I and I I texted you during the game. It's like it reminded me of, and I, and I was not a fan of the team at the time, but uh, back in I guess it was like the MLS 1.0 era. This was during the. Uh, what, I don't even know what they called those kicks at the end of the game. Games that were tied from like the 30-yard line kind of thing. The breakaway goal. <laughs> is, that what, is that what they called them? Uh, yeah, I think so. Okay. But uh, they had a specific rule at that point where you could have you could sub in a goalkeeper. So Eddie Gavin be, temporarily became a goalkeeper just to get him into the game. And they they took the goalkeeper who was in and made him a field player specifically so they wouldn't lose the goalkeeper because they were out of subs. So that was the only way they can get Eddie Gavin they, in. They switched again during the game. They they yes. switched jerseys. It was it was it was like after like they had to have Eddie Gavin take a goal kick first and then immediately swapped or something like that. Right. And Eddie Eddie Gavin scored a goal. It's it's it's. I mean, I'm sure everyone that listens to this podcast have seen it, but if you haven't, it's right on YouTube. It's it's quite a wacky moment in MLS history. <laughs> but yeah, it just reminded me of that. All right, uh, so this Red Bull's second game uh, coming up is going to be Wednesday, May 31st, where they will travel down and take on Inter Miami, 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, Miami comes to this, into the weekend anyway, number 12 in the East. A 5-0-8 record. So somehow I've managed not to draw once this year so far. Uh, 15 points. They are behind us in the standings, if you can believe that. We are number 11 in the Eastern Conference. Um, 
over the last five, they're up and down. They're three zero and two in the league. Uh, thankfully, they're it's going to be like us, but they're playing on short rest, so at least there's that. Uh, so Truman, what do you? Th- and, and I'm going to put this out there. Uh, any games we talk about that's after the next one, we reserve the right to change the um, predictions up until kickoff. Right, because there, there could be injuries. There'd be all kinds of yes. stuff that could happen. I, I don't think we cap. I mean, neither of us changed it, but I think we didn't caveat it. So just so anybody that's new to the show, right? We do these prediction standings, but we always give like if we do two games in a week, we always caveat the second that that is the at this moment in time. So anyway, with that being said, Trim, what do you think will happen midweek against Miami? So let's rewind again, okay? Red Bulls play at home on Saturday, then they play Tuesday. Away. No, no, they're playing away. No, no, hold on, back up, back oh, up. Okay, okay. Played at home on Saturday. Then they played at home on Tuesday, right? Yes. Then they fly to Seattle, only to fly completely the I mean the other way, all the way down to Florida, Miami, the bottom of the country, to play another road game. This sucks. Uh, but that being said, Miami's dumb. Uh, we never played terribly down there, so I'm gonna give them the one-one draw. Uh, I think if you get a draw to that game, call it a day and move on. Just be happy about it. So travel-wise, the only thing we got going for us is that Miami is going to Montreal this weekend. So at least they're at least they're traveling as well. Granted, they're doing hop in time zones, but at least they're traveling. Right. We're going through all of them twice. <laughs> yep. And coming back as a bitch. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um. I honestly think we can nick three points off of Miami. Um. I would if it's going to happen, it's going to be one nothing. So I'm, I'm going to say one nothing win. I in my heart, I think it's more likely going to be a draw, but I want I, I'm taking the gamble on the win for the standings. Okay. Um. It sounds like Morgan is Morgan's right now. This is questionable for Seattle. I do not imagine he'll play much in the Seattle game. And why would you? Don't play him there. Don't don't you know on <laughs> the, the fucking turf. turf. Yeah, no well, thanks. But, uh, but apparently Laquina is my play on turf, so God only knows. Um, but if if he's coming back, and, and I understand his first game back, he's not going to be perfect. But the thought of having Laquina, Morgan, and our designated player Vanzier on the field at the same time finally gives me a little bit of hope, a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's got to happen at some point. Yeah. Now, granted, I still hope that kills you, but still. <laughs> okay. So I, I, I'm going to take the shot in the dark and say it's one nothing victory in Miami. We we nick the points off of them. And then I don't even know who we play after that, but uh, just get out of there and, and, and take the points. All right. Uh, New York Red Bulls 2, funny enough. Uh, beat Miami two last weekend, one nothing win. Uh, they played today. So actually, let me bring up the. Uh, I think the game is done right now. Should be. And of course, it's not on the screen because that's you know stupid website design. All right, uh, let's see. Uh, so they played today. 
they went down to take on Huntsville FC, which is they the two um, one. No, but they won two Damn. one. Twitter power. <laughs> so <laughs> their record is now five two and three. Uh, 14 points and a plus three goal difference. I don't know what they'll end up being in the Eastern Conference. I'm not going to look that up. Uh, but they will also play on Monday, Memorial Day, at Orlando B, um, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, if you want to decide to want to watch it. Um, the bigger news, though, I think, is Gotham FC. Because... I think for the first time since we've talked, I mean, not that we talk a lot about them on the show, but we do mention their scores at least. I'm pretty sure this is the first time that they are first place in the NWSL since we started mentioning scores. Yeah. Um, sure. They went to Seattle and destroyed OL Reign 4-1, to one, um, which puts them with their record at 5-1-2, and two, 16 points plus four goal difference, uh, number one in the league. I think they have like a two or three point lead right now. Uh, so right now, okay, because Portland and San Diego are playing, they would get they would get dropped to third if results hold because of goal difference. But so right now they are one point in the lead. Um, so that's really good for them. Uh, their next game is this Sunday, May 28th at 5 p.m., where they will, are traveling down to take on the Washington Spirit. So hopefully they keep that <clears throat> goal-scoring form going and, and start running away with the league. Because I think after the stories of their last year or two at, in Red Rockers, this is something that would be really good for them. Yeah, they need they need to feel a good story finally. <clears throat> yeah. All right, with that, it is time for the Red Bull F1 update. And box now, box, box now, box for hard. Stay out, stay out, stay out. Fuck, fuck! Why, what, what the fuck? So, really funny that clip plays this week, because guess where they are? They're in Monaco. right there. They're in Monaco. Uh, Will Ferrari fuck it up again? Uh, I guess we'll see. Um, well, I mean, they, they already went to the wall once. Right, right. So right, they've already had a, a shady practice. Um, but this is the big, the biggest thing about Monaco. If you're watching it for the first time, the most important thing is honestly tomorrow in qualifying. Um, it is extremely hard to pass on this track. I mean, when you if you qualify first, maybe within a lap you could you might lose the lead, but um. It's really all about qualifying. This is the biggest one. There's really nowhere to go. Uh, if Red Bull qualify 1-2 and have a clean first lap, they're going to a day because they don't make a lot of pit mistakes. Um, you'd have to see some some the safety cars come out to change the race. Um, it's just one of those races. You get out first to start, and that's it, and you pretty much lock it down. Of course, we saw what happened to Ferrari last year. They completely fucked it up. They fucked up their pit strategy, and that cost them. Um, like I said, Red Bull don't, they don't do that. They don't make those kind of mistakes. No. Um, the only thing is, cause I was watching the practices is, uh, first Appen's car apparently was not feeling very good during P1. So I don't know. I didn't hear much during P2 that he was complaining, but 
Oh, he's always complaining. That's oh, just I know, but 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 they but they were making a point of it this broadcast, which means it was more than usual. Yeah. So I I don't know if he's his car is gonna be okay. Um, but uh, yeah, that that course is definitely too small or width wise too small for you to overtake. Yeah, I I think at yeah, most it's two cars wide. So right. Um, I wish that my pool was fully ready for the summer. It's not. I just opened it and I'm shocking it and treating it and everything because I would have said if Red Bulls win, I would do the Daniel Ricardo arm spread out face first into the pool if Red Bull win. But um, no, maybe next year. Speaking of Ricardo, so I've been watching Drive to Survive. So I'm, I think I just started the season that would be 2021. Mm-hmm. Right. So I know I'm two years behind. How did Ricardo go to a be the alternate driver at Red Bull. Uh, How is he? What the hell happened to him? Well, you'll see every year there's so much driver shifting going on, except for like the big names. Um, there wasn't a spot for him. That's honestly what it was. There was a lot of moves. Um, out was Alpine called up uh, the one kid from the U.S. and there just wasn't an open open driver seat. So. Red Bull welcomed him back as alternate driver. That's I mean, it happens. It happens a lot. Uh, you could see next year there might be a spot open up and he takes it. But I, I mean, I know he's I know I know he's older, so a spot. But yeah, right. He's an older guy. Um, a lot of teams are like let's give the younger drivers a chance because those guys are going to be the future of Formula One. Um, but I'm glad he's back with Red Bull, which I think is awesome. It's where he belongs. And uh, everything on Instagram, he's just having the fucking time of his life. So don't you worry about Daniel Ricardo. He is enjoying life. I, I guess he gets to be an F1, but not have the, the pressure every week. So but he gets to be on the do all the ads and the videos and everything like that, and be kind of the face of the team. And so because and if he has to step in, he has to be ready to go. <laughs> right. Yep. Okay. I just didn't realize he was because I didn't hadn't heard his name and I didn't think anything of it, and then all of a sudden I saw you at the Miami um, Grand Prix. I'm like, what the fuck is he doing as a alternate driver? That's So if if you are not into F1, it's okay. Definitely check out the race this weekend. And if you have Netflix, check out Drive to Survive. Even if you don't actually want to watch F1, Drive to Survive is still a great series. And then just watch this weekend. It's the it's the coolest looking race. Like I said, it, it sometimes is not that competitive. But they're driving around yachts. It's like one of the coolest things you'll ever see. And apparently somebody Blares a boat horn anytime they enter the pit lane. So yeah, and all the celebrities are there. It's so bougie. It's the life that none of us will ever have. <laughs> but uh, it, it's a fun watch. It's really one of the biggest races of the. It is the biggest race of the year. I'm still waiting to see Vegas with the at night with the lights and everything. Yeah, absolutely wild. Yeah. <clears throat> all right. Uh, with that, it is time for the dumping ground. I'm the trash man. All right. So the only thing I have is uh, United States in the U-20 World Cup. They've had a perfect group stage. Uh, They went three wins with zero goals allowed. One nothing versus Ecuador. Three nothing versus Fiji. 2-0 versus Slovakia. Their next match is going to be on Tuesday, May 30th. Opponents still to be determined because the rest of the group stage has to finish out. 
Uh, honestly, I haven't watched, but this is a really good showing because I think this is the first time we've qualified for the U20 World Cup in a long time. And to have this kind of a display, now granted, this will not translate directly to the senior team in a few years, but to have young players in these sort of high-pressure international games and actually performing is going to be a benefit in some way to the national team when they make it there. Oh, yeah. And, and it's big. Yep. So I may try to watch the game. I, I don't even know who has it. I guess Fox has it. I don't know. Whoever it is, I may try to watch that game on, on May 30th. I think BN Bleacher Report, uh, Fox Sports World has it. Now I want people to give us their, their craziest TV station name mm-hmm. for, for, to cover it. They're going to cover it on Fox Football Phone-In. What a fucking show that was. Let's just bring that back. What a show. All right. Um, do you have anything for dumping around? Because that was all I had. Actually, I, you know, there was something I was thinking about. Oh, yeah. Okay. I got one more thing. Yeah, I got nothing. So go ahead. <laughs> okay. So if I, I rarely talk, I, I don't think we ever talk video games on here. Um, if you own a Nintendo Switch and you like open world games at all, Go out and buy Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. You do not have to have played Breath of the Wild, although it would probably help a little bit. Um, that game is slightly pricey. It's $70, but from what I've played so far, it is worth every fucking penny. At $70, and right now there's no DLC, the world is basically tripled in size from Breath of the Wild for only $10 extra. I mean, that's huge yeah and and the gameplay mechanics they put in if if you so there's there's an ability called fuse where you can take two objects and put them together and so you've got people like literally making cars in the game uh long taking a bunch of logs put them together and making like a mile long bridge with logs like just Look, if you go on YouTube and look up Tears of the Kingdom, and you'll see what people are doing, and it's just—it's such an open-world sandbox that has never—I don't think has ever really been delivered before. Like GTA was one of the best open-world games when it came out, but it has nothing on Tears of the Kingdom in terms of what this other game can do, or what it allows you to do. I mean, it's like the perfect like fantasy, magical world game that's. As far as I know, that's been out. I'm just waiting. I'm just going to get the next Star Wars game, but I don't have the money for it right now, but I will someday. Yeah. Well, I, I love playing Breath of the Wild, so I've been waiting for it. So as soon as I got, as soon as it came out, I bought it. So. <clears throat> All right. Uh, with that, it is time for Pat's Betting Corner. Hey, what's going on, everyone? Welcome to this week's edition of Pat's Betting Corner, brought to you by BetStamp. All right, here's some of the action I'm looking at. This week, I like Minnesota at home against RSL. Right now, Minnesota only has one win at Allianz Field, but I like them to break out of their home funk this week. Checking out the BetStamp app, the best odds you can get are plus 100 over at FanDuel. 
As for other action, I'm looking at Nashville getting the win at home against Columbus. Geodas Park is a tough spot to play for visiting clubs, and despite their 25 goals on the season, I don't see Columbus being able to break down Nashville's stout, league-leading D with nine goals against. Right now, according to the BetStamp app, the best odds for Nashville are NEG105 over at Caesars. But don't take my word for it. Download the BetStamp app today and enter promo code RBRANT and start getting the best odds against the sportsbooks today. So what I don't understand is I gave him a software to do the um, sound effects. Mm-hmm. When he was on last week, why didn't he fucking use it? We don't need no stinking sound effects, I guess. Apparently, doing it live does not mean you get the nice music, but. <laughs> so like Truman always says, bet with your head. That's right. Heart. That brings us to the last segment of the show, Truman's Terrible Team of the Week. That's terrible. Well, uh, one, uh, Kansas City is awful. And two, uh, St. Louis is good. And that led to a 4 nothing shellacking uh, on Kansas City, on the Kansas City Wizards, on the Wiz, on Sporting, whatever you want to call them these days. Uh, they got properly beat down. Uh, but I guess that's what expected because they are absolutely terrible. Do we play St. Louis this year? I don't think I don't so. Know. I wish Kansas City oh, was going. I have the predictions up here. No, I do not think it does not look like we play St. Louis this year. Nor do we play Kansas City. Like that would be a good three points. All right. Um, anything else? Nope. Okay. Uh, you can visit us at patreon.com slash rebel rant. $1 a month is all you need for exclusive content, such as live wrap up, uh, monthly wrap ups, live post games, anything we decide to do. <clears throat> Which, by the way, I think with Ted Lasso coming to an end soon, we should do a Ted Lasso episode for the patrons. Nice and I spy catch up to that show. Oh, how far behind are you? Very. Oh, okay. I just need a break. Good solid day off to watch them all. That's all. Are, watched, are you are you waiting for like this the the last one to air so you can just blow through in one shot? Well, I do like doing that. I do like them building up and then I then I watch a whole ton of them. So we have not we have not watched the latest one yet. My wife is like because I'm too afraid to end. That's why she haven't watched it. <laughs> uh, I did watch the newest uh, episode of Letter Kenny, and that was hilarious. Wait, so the the special episode's out? Yep. Okay, I guess I gotta watch them this weekend. Yep. All right. Uh, If you want to email us, redbullrant at gmail.com. If you want to call us, 973-348-5329. Leave us a voicemail. We'll play it on the show. Facebook.com slash redbullrant. On Twitter, at redbullrant. At Dr. Stooge. At the Truman for Truman. And Truman is, once again, joined by his special co-host, who... Apparently decided to not be right next to him, but yeah, not just not just wreaking havoc as always. Yep. Uh, you can subscribe to our show via iTunes, Stitcher Radio, YouTube Music, YouTube SoundCloud, Spotify, pretty much anywhere you can find a podcast. Last words before we get out of here. Yeah, if the Red Bulls do suck uh, this weekend, at least we have all out on Sunday night. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, that should be worth watching. 
Um, or no, double or nothing. I don't know. AEW, they have like four pay-per-views. I know you're going to run. But anyway, it's Sunday. I, I thought it's all out. Double or nothing, I thought, was the first one. But like, like the first year was double or nothing, and everything else has been out, all out since then. No, this this weekend's double or nothing. All out is uh, Labor Day weekend. Anyway, AEW, big pay-per-view on Sunday. That's going to be awesome to watch. Uh, that being said, I hope we get positive results. I, I want to feel good about this team. Um, Schuber's gone. Nothing but but smiles and joy. So that being said, uh, I don't know. Just make just make me happy. Make me happy this week. I want I want to do a fun podcast. All right, fun podcast next week. Red Bulls, fucking do it. Red Bull Racing, do it. Win. Fun fun cast. That's what we want to do. We want to do fun casts. Yeah, fun cast. <clears throat> all right. Um, for me, I didn't talk about it, but Everton, please just fucking do your job and don't get relegated. <laughs> All right, so for cheering to myself, this has been episode 430 of the Red Bull Rant. Thank you guys for tuning in. As always, go Red Bulls. See you later.